Hello, welcome to another Riot Act Reviews. This is the show, or the part of the show, that's been given its own designated show from the Riot Act podcast, the alternative music podcast, which you can listen to on a Friday, usually. But here we are, designating a little bit of our time to review one specific big release in the world of music. My name's Stephen Hill. Hello. Renfrey Dedman is here with me. Hello, Renfrey. How are you? Hello. Looking forward to Turnstile tonight? Oh. That's what's going on. That's what's going on tonight for me and Renfrey. That's what's going on for us in the present time as we're recording this. Mm-hmm. But obviously, that's very irrelevant to the listeners. But yeah. I, I very much am listening to t- uh, listening, looking forward to Turnstile this evening. I cannot fucking wait. So we're just going to crack straight into it because basically we get this done, then we can go to Turnstile. Exactly. Maybe have yeah. <laughs> a, cu- a couple of drinks. I've no doubt. Maybe a couple of drinks maybe as well. Also, yeah. So yes, today on the show we are going to be speaking about ants from up there. The second full-length album by black country new new york and then he says black country new road you probably do that again but i'm not going to i'm just going to front up that i fucked up and call it black country new york that's not what they're called black country new road uh their second full-length album the follow-up to last year's for the first time album which saw the band nominated for a mercury prize and saw the band even more prestigiously be named as my 11th favorite album of 2021 <laughs> the, mo- is the, the most <laughs> the most prestigious sought award after yes ever had. highly contested 11th uh 11th place that's what everyone wants so much so that the singer seems to have left the band in awe of getting such an amazing uh, yeah yeah response, which we which we will get on to we, yeah. we will talk on to but i mean yeah. you've probably heard us we've spoken about that album and this band quite a lot on right act over the last year or so just to kind of give you the the sort of tagline for how I feel about it. Proper slow burn of an album. Weren't strictly mad on it when we first reviewed it when it came out back in sort of early 2021. But it's not a very immediate record and it really grew not just on me, but I think on you as well, Renfrey, it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah, far, far, far more so. Not to the same extent as it did on you, but definitely did grow on me a lot. Yeah, um, because they, they felt like a very odd, idiosyncratic little band. And yes, they sounded a bit like Slint, Sounded quite a lot like Slint, but um, I felt like there was a lot of other stuff going on in Black Country New Road as well that was quite unique to them as a band. And Slint, Slint is not the only thing, and there are definitely no, other things. Definitely on here, not. Most and, definitely. And mm-hmm. certainly, having lived with the album for a year, when people just go, "Oh, it's a kind of you know posh version of Slint," I am like, I don't really feel like you've given this this much of a listen that's what i would call a basic bitch analysis as it I'm is prone yes. to do but yes. yes it's becoming too long um <laughs> a basic bitch uh, boo uh, to the trivium stomp and <laughs> boo basic bitch are becoming renfrey's tagline <laughs> yeah, pretty days, much yeah 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 uh but we are getting a follow-up very very quickly i mean essentially they are striking while the iron is hot good for them this album will come out one day uh oh god hold on one year well it's one year to the day minus a day fuck me i put that in an awful so less than a year yeah less than a year yeah 364 so one day shy of exactly a year yes yes thank you wow i didn't realize that uh so yeah 5th of february for for the first time and 4th of february for this album yeah so yeah yeah they really are striking when the iron's hot Mm. now the intention of doing that is going to be I think it's good for them to do that. I think, you know, like Definitely. if you can get that material out when you are, you know, there's there's a lot of competition for places in that um, hot young indie thing. And if you go away for too long, then you often get forgotten about, especially when you've got, 
you know, chances like Yard Act coming along and trying to steal your thunder. But and and I assume they've not managed to do as much touring as they had hoped to do. I'm guessing. So fair play to them for getting on getting on it and just going right well if we can't tour let's do another album you know and following Mm -hmm. up so quickly and it's a good intention but unfortunately that intention looks like it's going to be massively undermined by the fact that as we've mentioned already the band's lead vocalist isaac wood has just and we mean just i mean we literally mean just this broke as pretty much as we went to record this review Uh, it broke yesterday but yeah fine well last night and last night yeah. the, the the morning after mm. it breaking so mm. it's very very soon after happening yeah. um he has left the band he's left a fairly big statement on um on twitter to announce his departure i'm going to read a little bit of it now because it is like i say quite yeah quite long he says i have bad news which is that i've been feeling sad and afraid too and i have tried to make this not true but it is the kind of sad and afraid feeling that makes it hard to play guitar and sing at the same time Together we've been writing songs and performing them, which at times has been an incredible doing. But more now than, but more now everything happens that I am not feeling so great, and it means from now on I won't be a member of the group anymore. To be clear, this is completely in spite of six of the greatest people I know who were and are wonderful in a sparkling way. If you're reading this, maybe you would have seen some of that. It has been a great pleasure, and I would like to say the words thank you to everyone. Now, um, it seems from that statement that there hasn't really been any kind of personal or artistic fallout that is the catalyst for Isaac leaving here this is not creative differences this is not a falling out within the band it appears to be you know I don't quote me on this but it seems to be alluding to some kind of crippling mental health issues and that's really sad yeah and that's maybe even more sad than the other things where you go, ah, oh, isn't it a shame that they just couldn't get on or they couldn't agree with what to do? In a lot of ways, this is sadder than this because I would imagine for him, the obvious desire to want to make and play music with his friends is still there. Mm. But due to this illness, he can't do that. And I think that's that's really, really sad at the start of what could be, you know, with two albums in a year and we've already spoken about how great the first album is and you know slight spoiler i think this is a different record mm. um which we'll talk about in a minute but they are a band with tremendous potential i think Black Country new road and even if they weren't somebody with a passion to play music having that kind of your brain and your mind not being well enough for you to be able to do that it's just really sad. I really feel for the guy, like, massively. It feels like a real shame. And certainly there is a um, quality to Isaac Wood, which, I mean, he's incredibly distinctive with his mm-hmm. lyrics and his delivery as well. I think... I don't know how you replace what he does... <laughs> in the sense that if you get like a copycat in it's just going to seem a bit weird but his style is so distinct you know that I'm not sure I'm not sure how it would work with a different vocalist I mean it's certainly it's certainly a tough thing at the moment and it is very much a shame um especially due to well I'm going to do an even bigger spoiler the quality of this record um I think uh <sighs> I mean, obviously, 
I would just be speculating if I'm saying this, but I think the amount of success and the amount of plaudits that Black Country New Road have had over the last year, over a very, very quick period of time, might have, it might have been a pressure thing. Who knows? I mean, there's no point in speculating, really. But I do think the only reason I mention that is it is an interesting thing to kind of think, you know, this is the band that The Guardian was it the guardian who said like they were the called them the best new guitar band in the world and all that kind of stuff yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I mean I, I, they're a young band as well and i think if that is the case i'm not saying it is or it isn't or you're right or you know something that no one else knows or whatever but I don't. let's say let's say that that is the case i think that would be a real shame and the thing is is you can't i you can't really say to somebody who's having mental health problems like, "Oh, don't think like that." Of why don't you, you just be? No, no, why like why don't you just? Why don't you just be happy? Like that's just not no, the way that probably the worst that, thing that you thing can say to someone with mental health issues is someone who has them. Yeah, you can't say that. But, but yeah, yeah. it would be good if he was feeling those things to be able to sit down with him and go, "Look, look at idols. Look at you know for for every band who get this, um, the majority of them, it is a very quick thing." And then those type of people move on to something else and you'll be left with, you know, a, a bigger, a, a, you'll have been exposed to enough people that you will have a, a fan base who really understand you. Like going on from that Idols motif, I saw Idols at Brixton Academy the other week. And when we reviewed Idols live in 2018, when you saw them in Oxford, you spoke about it being quite an odd crowd of people. Whereas the Idols fan base that was at Brixton Academy the night I went to see them was a much more diverse and mm. you would imagine um, more reflective of their mindset than maybe the crowd who were turning up whilst Idols were in the eye of the hype needle, if mm. you like. Now that that's slightly gone away from them a bit, they're still a successful band, but they're able to do things, I think, with less scrutiny from people who don't really understand them as much. And it would be i mean i'm using idols because i think they're the first band that came to mind mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. you know we spoke about pearl jam recently mm -hmm. ditto for them as well you know there are loads and loads and loads of examples over the years mm -hmm. of bands who have gone well we're just going to kind of see this out and radiohead would be another one i guess um the only thing i would there say are a lot of those bands again we are speculating and that might have been a contributing factor it may not have been at all um but even if it is let's say even if it is a factor there could be a million other things as well going on so yeah. i mean i would say to that in terms of the record itself i think uh, i feel like we've sort of covered that um, you know that's happened we don't know why but it's it's a mm -hmm. shame that that's happened most definitely um, but mm -hmm. the band themselves described this album as sad epic and possibly more universally likable so there's certainly an element of them that was maybe wanting to make this a little bit more palatable maybe they actually said that the songs are more palatable compared to for the first time and luke hyde stated that we have figured out what we're trying to say so it makes a bit more sense some of the songs are shorter we attempted to write songs that were three and a half minutes mm -hmm. um I just i'll get on to the three and a half minutes thing in a minute because we finish up by the way i should just say that the band have cancelled their tour dates but they do intend to carry on as a six piece oh yes in terms of like so we should just sort of tie that little bow up before we get into the album you're right that is important to say i apologize yeah um i'll get on to the three and a half minutes thing in a in a bit because uh the, 
that hasn't quite happened. Uh, but what do you think in terms <laughs> of what do you think in terms of the uh, album being more palatable, Steve? Do you think this is more palatable from um, than the first record or or not? Uh, I think um, you know. Another thing they said in the press release, which, yes, I did also read as well, Renfrey, because uh, I was interested in the record. I'll read it if I feel the record is worthy of me reading the press yeah, release. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, they didn't want to have any more of those slint... Comp- I think they've deliberately gone out of their way to kind of quash those slint comparisons to do something um, quite different. And I think they have done something really, really, really quite different in, in a lot of places. I mean, basically, there are points where this is a jazz album you know there are points where i'm like this is not really an indie record at all i mean to be fair there were there were times when for the first time it was a jazz album i would argue but yes i, I see what you're saying yeah. i think there's certainly more i think it always there was always a little bit of a base to in from indie rock from somewhere on the first album and i think okay yeah. there are points in this album where they completely dispose of that completely um i mean uh, one of the things that I had written down, which I re- which I kind of realised halfway through, is that the lyrics on this album feel a little bit, you know, certainly for the first half, I'd say they feel a little bit sweeter, a little bit, um, a little bit more subdued. Um, There's love songs a little... on this record, or, or yeah. songs which feel like love songs. Yeah, yeah, I think there are the things that could have been um, more polarising from the first album. I'm more than adequate. Leave Kanye out of this. Talking about Black Midi, like there are, you know, a few nods to various parts of pop culture on the album. You know, um, uh, she has Billie Eilish style moving to Berlin for a while. Like there are like a few of those bits that are still left in here and there. But more often than not, it does feel like a much more simple and more relatable record. I mean, I'm going to say, it, I think there are there are parts on the second half of this record where it gets really quite dark but for the most part certainly in the first half i was actually like this just does feel like a kind of yeah i guess a sweeter more easygoing ha- happier record i actually do agree with you up to a point but there's also a sort of weird um uh contrast to that in the manner that the record has been put forward so the 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 and 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 i'm not saying this as a negative by the way i really like this about the record but the structure of this record is uh very very unusual and not what you would call a normally palatable record and the only reason i'm using that word is because it's the word that they used as well um you have basically the first six tracks which are what i'm going to call more normal length songs um and then there's a short instrumental kind of instrumental called mark's theme which sort of for me breaks up the album and then the last three tracks seven minutes 13 nine minutes 13 12 minutes 37 those mm-hmm. three tracks alone take up take up over half the length of the record and in that respect it's almost like an ep at the end of the album isn't it it's sort of well it reminded me of ritual de la habitual from jane's addiction oh uh, yeah that's a great shout come on die young by mogwai and that mm-hmm. world that last world is a beautiful place album i'm not yeah. strictly saying that either of those three uh albums were direct influences i have absolutely no idea but in terms of that structure of the record with like beginning with 
a bunch of short songs and then breaking it up and having three like massive epics at the end um it it you know it reminded me of that and um i mean i'm not trying to like disseminate what they were saying here or anything like that but it did make me laugh when i saw them saying we try to write more three and a half minute songs because very very briefly first track's 54 seconds fine it's just an intro track then three minutes so right this is the end of rated r by queens of stone yeah. <laughs> for 54 seconds yeah um it felt like a nod to instrumental on the first track as well to be honest it's just much much shorter i think uh the second track is the one that gets closest at three minutes 36 but then you get 603 620 458 505 247 which is the mark's theme thing it's an interlude which is an interlude yeah 713 913 1237 so you know whether they had their tongue in cheek or not when they were saying that or whether they actually set out to do that i mean if they if they genuinely set out to write an album of three and a half minute songs they categorically objectively did not achieve that (laughs) because there's only two songs which even get close to that but i don't think that matters i just thought it was an interesting thing to point out you know I I think that that is actually giving themselves that freedom, but also that intention is probably what makes this record. I mean, this is like you say, essentially a record of two halves. Yes. Because even I do feel that you know, there's um, the first half of it, or the you know the the the, the not like the the pre and post um, sort of interlude things. They do feel like two different albums essentially to me i, I mean the f- the first song chaos space marine yeah which again you know do what backing vocals really smooth sax honky tonk piano legit swing like swing yeah. parts and it's a real surprise i think that from what they were doing on the previous record and those slint comparisons that they choose to open the album that way i think it says a lot about them as a band i think it says a lot about this record that they choose to open in that way um and i really really like that song a lot but i was like holy shit this is really quite different from what i associate in my mind with being black country new road i think it gets more into kind of more indie territory in the second song concord which is much more subdued and quieter but you know again they have those their their use of brass section we talk a lot about saxophone and mm. brass sections which is, seems to be quite zeitgeist in, in vogue mm. in many different genres of music at the moment but i think black country new road use their brass section in a much more unique way than most people do oh, it's i think lovely it's really lovely the way they use yeah. their brass yeah I, concord is the first song that i really like on this album i i think um chaos space marine is is a good song um weirdly i mean i'm not trying to counteract what you're just saying but it is actually the song that reminds me of the material on for the first time the most on this record oh Mm, mm. I'm not to say I'm not saying oh it sounds exactly like the last record at all but I think that's more to do with I think the other material is even more different but but yeah that's interesting because well I mean to give you an idea of how different I think certain parts are bread song reminded me of what Trent read something Trent Reznor would do okay I was like this is like if Trent Reznor was in a kind of jazz indie band it was using yeah. kind of like rather than piano and electronic industrial stuff um it's, lovely, it's very subtle and quiet but it's really full of lurching menace at the start and over this kind of six minute runtime, it morphs from that into a kind of jaunty little folk number towards the end which sounds nothing like it does at the start 
and I, again i think you know lyrics about toast crumbs being in the bed actually quite sweet you know it's yeah. actually quite a sweet little thing and it's far more relatable than much of the stuff that you know which i ended up at first i was like oh god you're scott walker in your your sunglasses and why do the kids dress like richard hell and all this sort of stuff and i was like that's a bit like a bit hips like a bit deliberately hipstery but that feels much but then to when I listened to the album more and more i was like oh, i actually quite like that but then this does feel much more relatable i think to Definitely. the majority of people in the world bread song is the first moment on this record where i go this is the reason why people are saying amazing things about this band and it is one of the things i wang on about you know music being live and all that kind of thing and bands being in a room and recording together all the time bread song is a song that would be literally impossible to not record live um the reason for that it's actually um inspired by a steve reich piece called music for 18 musicians um but the thing the inspiration that they took was the fact that there's no definitive timing or cues um there's a sort of in uh i, I suppose a uh improvisational nature to it in a sense um i think there's like a rough structure of what they're going to do but like as as to when they're going to do it and all that sort of thing and the, the fact that like you, it, it feels like they are in a room playing live and there are so many records that we listen to where that is not the case and it just feels mm. like parts layered up on top of each other and i get really quite tired of that style quite quickly but with bread song this is a band who are all really listening to each other and as a result there's a kind of because they're not 100 percent sure what they're going to do next and all that sort of thing there's a sort of tension to it and that's that sort of jazz school of things as well it starts with a beautiful finger plucked guitar part and isaac woods sort of gently crooning over the top of it and it's just that for the first 90 seconds before we hear any other instrumentation come in and then they all sort of gently kind of glide in very 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 slowly almost like they're creeping up on it and then um charlie wayne the drummer puts like a musical stop on the rest of the band it's like a punctuation mm. mark by um uh hitting the kick drum very hard suddenly and then the song changes into something else and these are things which you just don't hear on lots and lots and <laughs> a lot of modern what i'm going to say records which would get in the charts or which would get hype or whatever you just don't yeah. hear that sort of thing because they're recorded in an entirely different way and it sounded so refreshing and so awesome to me um i really love that about it it is a far more jazz slash neoclassical slash post-rock style way to do things and i just thought bread song was lovely as a result of that mm. i think it's great yeah it's fucking great. I mean, I think there are... It's, Goodwill Hunting was a song which to me reminded me most of the previous record because I think okay. it comes in around the same place as Sunglasses came in on the previous record, which and I think it's a fairly similar song in a lot of ways. It's not quite as abrasive. Like I said, I think it's a little bit sweeter. That's the kind of Billie Eilish um, one. Yeah. Uh, but again, I really, really did like that song. And I was like, there is something just very idiosyncratic and quite unique about Black Country New Road that they can essentially even at that point i was going this is a really different album but it's still not it still feels related to the last record and i think when we get into the second half um 
with stuff like there's a song called show me the place where he inserted the blade which is the first of the three epics now that is a beautiful sounding song which reminded me of godspeed black emperor mm-hmm. of the flame of the flaming lips mm-hmm. of kate bush uh it reminded me of well. pepper style beatles definitely yeah it's got real kind of psychedelic thing as well and it's got some after saying how the album you know is a bit sweeter and a bit more relatable it gets fucking dark from this point onwards right it's called it gets... the place where he inserted the blade yeah, yeah 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 and it is you know that kind of that thing he was in on the first album where he was you could almost hear his voice quivering and shaking as he delivered these yeah. you know these these kind of um frustration dripping in frustration led lyrical couplets which were quite odd and you didn't quite know what he was talking about um that's back very much right so. that's that that's back on that song and you know again it get, it doesn't get any easier with snow globes which is proper fucking free jazz drumming like actual mad as fuck <laughs> like snow, snow kicking globes, the shit out of it snow globes is not only my favorite track on the album but i think it's probably the best song black country new road have ever written in my opinion um, that's interesting remfrey why that's interesting that? i think it's the most unique song they've ever written mm-hmm. i don't know if it's if i actually enjoy it oh how strange much. okay right here's here's what i will say and i think this is this will come to the and like obviously you do mm. and i think that's fine i, I think I, it, it, it took is, me a while though i will say yeah. that the first time i heard it i I won't say I hated it, but I, I found it such a strange disconnect between mm. what the drums are doing and what the rest of the band are doing. I actually felt a little bit queasy, but now I love it. But yeah, sorry, you carry on and then I'll say why I, I adore it. What I think is interesting about it and why I think it's the most unique song they've done is they like a lot of bands, particularly in post-rock and um, more avant-garde style music, whatever. I mean, there's no real choruses per se quote unquote on this album at all there are hooks there are memorable parts but there are no real big choruses like you would get from you know 90 percent of musical artists yeah, who get in the charts or whatever mm. but snow globes does something which is very weird and abrasive and like you say it makes you feel quite queasy uh voronoi style you know we talked about that band voronoi last year yeah. like, there's a bit of that on it and then it sort of fizzles out now normally you do it the other way around right you start low and you get more crazy and then you kind of fizzle out whereas black country new road here it felt like a deliberate attempt to go let's do something that is fucking with the formula of something which shouldn't have a formula and i really do admire that i do actually really admire the fact they've done that but i can't help feeling the reason that it is a formula is because it works really well and with this i found myself going oh now you're just being quiet like what where's and i and it is quite uh, it's quite a difficult song to get your head around okay um i i don't entirely disagree with all that but here's my interpretation of snow globes so uh it begins with a very very simple guitar refrain which is then built upon with violin and a gorgeous sounding organ i love that organ it's absolutely beautiful um it's very beautiful and melancholy i think and then the drums 
slowly start to fade in and it sounds and this is going to sound like a criticism although i don't mean it as one but certainly on an initial listen it sounds like the drummer is playing a completely different song to the rest mm. of the band every the rest of the band are really quiet and serene and calm and um it's uh, charlie isn't it charlie wayne he's it, keith mooning it you know he's mm-hmm. going absolutely crazy buddy all rich, over the drums. buddy rich yeah absolutely he's going absolutely mad frantic um over this song and uh, to me it almost felt like a metaphor for the calmness was like things are going great and things are going fine and this is you know this is how things are to the outside world but the crazy drumming was like this is what's going on in my head and especially with uh Isaac leaving the band under you know maybe I'm reading way too much into this I have no idea but I suspected that was vaguely what it was about before we heard this news that Isaac Wood had left the band last night I listened to it with the knowledge that he'd left the band and I was just like I'm so convinced that is what that song's like not that I'm going to leave Black Country New Road but there is all this stuff going on and we should be having a great time and yet I have this mental turmoil in my head and it's not working now I could totally be putting my own interpretation onto that and that might not be the intention at all or it might have been completely and utterly subconscious or they might have just been like that's a really cool idea but that is what it is to me now And I just thought it was, as someone who, you know, I I have uh, uh, mental health issues myself, I thought it captured that kind of feel of even when things on the surface appear to be going absolutely fine, there is something inside you that just is fucking everything up you know yeah um and i thought that was really powerful and i got really emotional and i i just think it's a, a beautiful song and i love the refrain god of weather henry knows snow globes don't shake on their own um which is the, that weird kind of esoteric almost cedric bixler kind of thing of like mm. you know send transmission from the one arm scissor you don't know exactly what it means but it means something and snow globes don't yeah. shake on their own i thought like was really a beautiful poetic lyric I, I, I love that song. I think it's absolutely mm. fantastic. I, I, I will say these last three songs, which take up almost half an hour of the album, I think all three of them are brilliant. Um, but Snow Globes in particular just made me go, I, I, I think this is an astonishing song. And it's a good, you know, it's nine minutes, 13. It's almost 10 minutes. It record. is nine minutes, 13. I mean, it, it yeah, maybe I need to listen to it more, but I was like, it's just discombobulating as a song and i suppose i haven't thought about it with those kind of metaphors well, in the same way as you have but the first time i heard it as i said i wouldn't go so far as to say i hated it but i didn't like it at all mm. like the first time i heard it i was like this doesn't this just doesn't sound right what are you doing you know but i, I actually the first time i heard this record i was quite underwhelmed yeah i was Me fairly too, yeah. underwhelmed and mm. i think that is we've been lucky we should say thank you to james who sent it over to us with good time yeah because it's a good job we did do that we've had this yeah. record for a good sort of two we've had it for a now, few weeks we? yeah, yeah 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 and and that definitely is a good thing because um yeah uh, just like the last record it's not an immediate record at all and you do need mm. to put time into it but uh i feel like i have got more 
out of this second album than I have from the first one just in, in three weeks or so, personally. Right, okay. Uh, which is why I personally prefer it. I know we have one more track to do, but that just felt like a mm. good time to say that. Um, well, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, Basketball Shoes, you know, which is the last track, longest song on the album. And, you know, they have been getting progressively longer. So like you say, that kind of three minute yeah. thing is like, forget about it at this point. Um, Basketball Shoes is, again, I think is more reminiscent of some of the things that were happening towards the second half of the band's last album. I think there are definite pointers that this is not, certainly not a copy and certainly no. not stylistically the same thing but they still a bit like you know i've mentioned dillinger escape plan when you listen to a dillinger escape plan album they always sound completely different but when you look at their track threes black bubblegum gold tooth on a bum um one of us is the killer and you go ah they kind of always they do a couple of tracks and then they do something which is something of a curveball and it doesn't mean that they sound the same or they're doing the same thing but they like to kind of or that their albums are formulaic but they do like to kind of mix their albums up in similar types of ways and we're only yeah. two albums in with black country new road yeah, but i yeah, think yeah. that kind of you know very jangly guitar parts very brilliantly uneven uneven rhythmical drum patterns the brass that adds the color to that song goes from very quiet to a little bit quiet to very quiet again to i guess the inevitably catchy build that we get around the seven minute mark which is you know a trick that i actually felt like i saw that trick coming but it's such a great trick that I was so invested in it. I mean, that cataclysmic off, yeah. coming together of noise that you get at the end is really great. And I think that as to what happens to Black Country New Road after this, obviously, you know, we don't know what's going to happen to them mm. in the aftermath. If they might become an instrumental band, I don't actually think that would be the end of the world if they became an instrumental band. I think they'd be very, very difficult for someone else to come in and sing these songs. Now, what do they do? Do they play those songs instrumentally? um and and then mm. get a new get a new singer in who just sings his parts on the new material that they go on to write who knows it's hard to mm. say but it's a style that they are very good at doing that is very unique to them and there's moments on this record where i think the the, the thought of them being different just for the sake of being different is really not something that they are doing or that they seem like they're trying to do when i read the press notes at first and i was like when they were saying we're going to do something read it like it's always a bit of a red flag when bands go we deliberately went out of our way to do something completely different and i think this album actually it's not completely different it still sounds like black country new road it still sounds like that very unique thing that i loved about the first record because their identity is as strong as it because is. their identity is so yeah. so strong and there were parts on the album like i said with the last track where i wasn't necessarily surprised but because they've got so much gas in the tank two album you know we're only on, they're only on the second album yeah. there is so much gas in the tank for those ideas still to be built upon to be changed to be adapted yeah alongside you know the the i guess the the change in often the change in lyrical intention the kind of growth in lyrical um stances the the leaning in further on the on the quote-unquote poppier parts i think they have balanced the change between keeping their identity a bit like we said with venom prison you know mm -hmm. a bit like we said with the venom prison album uh, like uh, a couple of reviews ago keeping your very very strong identity whilst also adapting and changing and making sure that this, this album is this album is not like the first record but yet it is very much like the first record as well exactly, yeah. and yeah. 
you know but that's exactly how it should be as well because you don't want to mm. change so much that you lose any sort, sort sort of sense of who or what you are but but there are more than enough changes on this record to you know i mean when i heard they were following it up after a year i was like oh I, I, like mm. that's great but ooh, okay but, um, are we just going to get more of the same that's most definitely not the case in fact the the comparison that i'm going to make is going to be in a completely different musical genre but mm. isn't this isn't for the first time essentially metallica's kill em all and ants from up there is ride the lightning in obviously not musically, but in sense of the change from one record to the next, and also the fact that but Kill 'em All and Ride the Lightning were a little over a year um, mm. separated from one another. This is just under a year separated from one another. I, I think there are a lot of parallels there. I'm not suggesting Metallica is an influence on this at all. I'm just saying I think there are, you know, in, uh, parallels. Yeah, uh, I think so. I think another good example um, of a more modern thing, again, a completely different genre, and a band who released two albums kind of back to black would back to back to back, not back to black. (laughs) That's ACDC. Yeah, Yeah. Uh, would be clipping on um, Uh, 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 visions of bodies being burnt. There existed. um, There existed. There existed an addiction to to blood. blood. There we go. Yeah. You know. Again, I think those were albums where the vocalist is kind of the star of the show Mm. but yet musically the first one is very very good and then the second one is like even more so you know more ideas more exceptionally well produced more thought out and yet it's kind of tied together with this very exceptional and very unique idiosyncratic vocal performance and both albums are brilliant. Like, you know, depending on which day you catch me on mm. would be which of those two albums is my favourite. Mm. And I, I think, like, that's a similar thing with, with what we got here. Mm, interesting. So you like it. Uh, I was going to ask you, you know, do you... It might be too early because I think we've already talked about how it took a very long time for both of us to really, mm. really enjoy for the first time. But you know do you think you prefer this one to the last one or is it too early to tell or is it just too different to be able to say i think this is a great different difficult but easier curveball <laughs> of more of the same follow-up <laughs> right <laughs> that i will you know and i know that sounds like a massive old like mesh of just words and contradictions but but, but having heard it i i actually understand exactly what you're saying mm. yeah this is a, a massive contradictions this album but actually that's a, a lot of that is what makes it good yeah mm. and i will almost certainly feel a lot more love for it in a couple of months or yeah. six months down the line than i do now yeah i think yeah because that's just the nature of this type of music exactly, i yeah. think but yeah. Um, but I'm ready for, whereas when the first album came out, there was, you had to sort of calibrate yourself to what Black Country New Road were doing. Now I like them and now I consider myself a fan of the yes. band. Yes. I was much more prepared going in for what was going to happen. Um, meaning I guess my expectations were raised because it wasn't just like, oh, it's some band that people like. It's a yeah. band that I actually like. Yeah. But yeah, I knew kind of vaguely what I expected to get in in a way so you know what do i like it more i don't know i think there's moments on it that i'm that i think are like you say objectively better Mm -hmm. 
quite a few bits on it i think where i well i i think overall i think it probably is a probably is a more accomplished piece of art I, I I think that's actually difficult to deny, to be totally honest. But that doesn't yeah. mean you like something better. But I, no. I, I do think that it is undoubtedly um, a, a, a objectively better record, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I definitely prefer this album to the first one. I would say whilst... The, Thought you might. Yeah, whilst the first one um, grew on me exponentially as the year went on i think by the time we got to the end of the year i still wasn't a hundred percent sure if i was a black country new road fan because there was still that when when they did stuff that i liked i thought it was fantastic and i love the fact that they sound so uniquely like them and quite original and all that sort of thing but i um they also did things which really frustrated me on for the first time which i which i never really got over um this album has firmly established to me now that i am a fan of this band absolutely definitely i am um so which is definitely a strong thing um it's just a shame because i don't know what their future holds now but well we'll we'll see we'll see yeah, won't we'll we? see we'll see but anyway as for the record very very good anthem up there by black country new road um we'll be back thank you very much for listening if you're watching us on the youtube been putting up these early on our youtube you can probably see i put my calendar up look it's a, it's a puppy and a kitten sitting together on my calendar renfrey it's lovely Metal, isn't it? You got loads of CDs and a good that's a good year of poster, so enjoy there that. Uh, but you can't see that as well as you can <laughs> the kitten and the puppy. Um, my two favorite things cute animals and death metal, yeah, yeah, yeah that, that is pretty that, much is that is a Venn diagram anyway. of you, isn't it? Yeah, pretty <laughs> yeah, pretty much is. Anyway, we're going to be back next time talking about Rolo Tomasi, so make sure you tune in for that, and we will see you for a weekly riot act every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you then. Bye-bye.